Well, welcome back to Tabletop and Beyond. I'm your host, Justin, and I'm here with Jason. What's Welcome up? Buddy. So I, uh, since you kind of kicked off our session, I thought you were going to intro us, and I was no, like, man. waiting for it. All You're right. the host. Yeah, all right, here we go. Um, we got an interesting uh, episode for you guys today. We're going to do a quick Geek Week, which we normally do, and then Jason's going to introduce a DM-free rpg that he picked up while on travel so and we're going to roll up characters and we're going to play a little session for you yeah man it's gonna be fun it's gonna be awesome so of course let's start with our geek week jason how was yours geek week was good man um this past week uh met with a bunch of our our listeners uh at huzzah hobbies and we had a night of war cry thursday night uh it was good there was about there was four of us there so we had two games going simultaneously um, I had a mirror match. Had a mirror match of um, uh, what's the one that has the first Un- thing? Untamed yeah, beast. Untamed beast. Thanks. Yeah. Untamed beast mirror match. It was fun. Never done that before. Uh, I would say that we confused each other's models multiple times. <laughs> I'd be like, "All right, I'm gonna move in and I'm gonna swing on this guy." And he was like, "Wait, wait, 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 wait. That's yours." I was like, oh crap. <laughs> like, no wonder why he was in such a good position yeah, to kill. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> it was like, I don't know why he was putting his model there, but okay. You know, <laughs> but uh so good. I think we we had some good good guys there. Uh it was fun. Um, lots of games in. That was cool. And then um and then um uh Saturday went to um during the day I was able to to go to our buddy Lincoln's place. Um couldn't couldn't get up to Huzzah. I know uh, there were some guys that wanted to play some more games there, but I was able to squeeze out to Lincoln, our friend Lincoln, who's been on the show a few times, and we did a, a six-hour Frostgrave game oh with six players on a gigantic, I mean, gigantic board. In fact, let me see uh, here real quick. I bet on my Google Photos. Yeah, let me let me pull this pull this up over here and share my screen. See if you can. Uh, See if you can see this. Where's the share the screen? All right, present, share screen. Should should have figured this out by now, right after COVID and all that. Here we go. Here we go. So check this table out, man. Oh my gosh, that is humongous. That look at all the terrain on this thing, right? Amazing, right? How just did you how did you distribute the players? There's six people. Was it just three on each side, or yeah, yeah. So um, we started with if you kind of take the table long ways. Uh huh. When we started playing, there were only five of us. So it was you just cut the table in half, and then it was start one on that edge, start one on that edge, uh, one here, one here, and then there was someone at the head of the table. When uh-huh. when the sixth guy came, he came just right after like round one. So or we rolled him right in, and he just came around on the edge. So it was really just every table edge. And then when we ran creatures, um, we actually rolled twice at the end of the uh, at the end of the turn for creatures to come in once for this half of the table and the other for the other half of the table because the table is so big yeah yeah you know if you just brought one a creature in on like one little edge like that creature wouldn't affect anyone's game but like one person right. so uh it was awesome dude we had creatures coming in like non-stop in this game um and there was a lot of engagement uh and even you know the player at the very end I think except for the players at either long end of the table, everyone else interacted with everyone else throughout oh, yeah. the game. Yeah, that makes yeah. sense. The players at the opposite ends, um, I don't think they ever really engaged with each other, but but everyone else, absolutely. So really awesome, fun game. You know, it's a casual it, it's a it's a very casual game. You know, you're not his really, terrain looks awesome. It is great, man. There's really cool. In fact, um, 
trying to see there was some really tall yeah see this thing right here this long yeah. this really tall tower i mean that's that thing's probably like almost almost two feet tall probably wow you know multiple sections so we had treasures inside the building so dude it was hilarious like i had a guy go in the building once so he got actually inside that building i had a guy the first round i sent this thief running for that building and then my apprentice cast leap on him which lets him move 10 inches yeah so he she casts he runs forward she casts sleep on him he leaps into the building i'm like okay cool i bet everybody's gonna forget about this guy yeah. Because he's inside this building while they're all fighting outside, right? So, like, almost the entire game, he's slowly making his way up this building. Nice. He gets to the top. He gets a treasure. And on my turn, everyone's like, okay. He gets the treasure. Like, oh, yeah, that guy, right? And then, yeah. and then he'd start making his way slowly down. Like, the last turn of the game, he finally pops out of the building. And right when he pops out of the building, Leakin's wizard goes and just explodes him with this thunderbolt. <laughs> he's like it's the treasure he's like, okay, okay. And then he finally gets out of the place and he's like all right boss i got the boom and it just explodes that's so funny <laughs> i was like all right <laughs> how long did each round last for if you had six players so the game took six hours um but it's i don't know man frostgrave's hard because you're it, it doesn't take a long time right because you split yeah. the round up into like Wizard phase, yeah. apprentice phase, fighter phase, creature phase. Yeah. There's four phases and you're circling quickly, right? Because yeah. most, I mean, at the beginning, like everybody's grouped around your wizard and your apprentice. But after that, it, it's like your wizard goes, you move one model, then the next guy moves a model. Right. And then right. you'll move like maybe two models. So I'm not sure, but it took six, took six hours and we probably had, we had probably about five or six rounds. So maybe, maybe about an hour round. Okay. How many, like, was it a bloodbath with all the creatures? Uh, it was a bloodbath with creatures and each other, right? Yeah, so yeah, yeah. I yeah. think Link, oh, this is hilarious, dude. Lincoln's entire war band, <laughs> except for two people, uh-huh. three people, except for three people, his entire war band died. And, oh my gosh. Like and dead, then dead? died when we oh rolled it, right? Because they get taken down, yeah. and then you roll. Yeah. And like his wizard dead, dead, his oh apprentice dead, dead. The oh only people God. that survived was like a thief and a thug. Like that the, is the guys you don't care about. The ones that are super replaceable. Yeah. Yeah. So funny. So fun, fun times. Great games, a lot of fun. Um, you know, it's when you get permission and you can sneak away from the house. It's fun to do that and play with a bunch of fun guys. So that was yeah. my geek about yours very nice very nice um for my geek week uh it was about assembly 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 so i had two things happen um one i was able to use a bunch of old gift cards that i thought were empty but i decided hmm, before i throw this away maybe i should check the balance yeah one of them had 45 dollars on it one of them had 50 dollars on it and one of them had 75 dollars on it so i'm sure glad i didn't throw those away Yep. You know, so um, I used that plus some like um, gift card points I had from, uh, you know, a rewards credit card. And I ended up getting a an Ender 3 Pro 3D printer and a spool of filament for $9. So pretty excited about that. So that came and on Friday. Um, I got it assembled. Um, I haven't leveled the bed yet and done that. That was my plan to do this week. Um, but it's assembled and ready to go. And then yesterday, 
my daughter had finished uh, a Harry Potter book that she was reading. And so we told her, when you finish the books, we can watch the movies. And so we were going to watch the Go- Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire, a movie that I've seen at least six times because all my kids have read the books and watched them and multiple times and all yeah, that. Yeah. And so I said, I am going to assemble my Legion army that I got in the mail the other day. So I, I assembled Yoda, Grandmaster Yoda. I assembled two units of Wookiee Warriors. I assembled two units of phase one clones, one unit of phase two clones, and um, also a, an ATRT and a Wookiee Chieftain. So I've got my 800 point army ready to go. And it is going to be a Kashyyyk themed um, Galactic Empire versus the Separatist style, right? So the clones are going to have like jungle camo and. I'm going to try to base them with like ferns and very jungly type things. Yeah. Oh, nice. You pulled it up. Yep. Yep. So what's crazy is that's not like a huge box, but that is my whole army right there. Like it's not a ton of models in an 800 point army. How many models is it? I, mean, I guess um, we can count, but it's kind of hard when they're all gray. So there's, there's <laughs> like on that box that you're showing, there are yeah. 12 Wookiees. Um, there are. 18 clones two yodas because there's two different yoda poses that come in the box and an atrt like that's all there is so i mean that's uh so 12 18 30 then 34 33 34 yeah yeah about that some guys yeah i mean it makes sense i think my i think my blizzard box is like um Oh, so is that do all are all of those in your eight hundred point thing? I guess you don't have two Yodas. No, so so there would be four Wookies in a unit, you know, with my because I I'm mm. there's three in a normal unit and I'm upgrading to include an extra one, right? So there would be four Wookies. There's like um, six troopers in each one, so there's eighteen yeah. twenty eight plus a Yoda twenty nine plus an ATRT thirty plus a thirty one. There'd be thirty one in there. Yeah, it sounds about right because I think from the Blizzard box, it's it's four store uh, snow troopers, but then you can add a snow trooper right as yeah. one of the things. So there's like five. There's three of those, so fifteen. The ATST sixteen, Darth Vader seventeen, uh, and then the speeder bikes eighteen, nineteen, twenty, twenty one, twenty two, twenty three. And yeah. actually, there yeah, there might be a fourth unit of snow troopers, but it's on the order of like twenty to thirty models on the table. Would- which is like this is this is you know um, Legion's equivalent of a two an eight hundred point army for Legion is the equivalent of a two thousand point army in Age of Sigmar. Age of Sigmar, yeah. But my Night Hunt two thousand point army, even the more elite one, you know, not the horde one that I have, but even the more elite one has forty five, six, seven, eight. Um, yeah, like maybe 50 to 60 models, 50 to 60. And that's a more elite one. If I wanted to go full horde, you're talking like 80 to 90, you know, and this has like 31, <laughs> right? So yeah. um, much more manageable. And they're all like the same base size, which is kind of crazy, except for the ATRT. Yeah, same, same on mine. They're all the same base, which actually made base, uh, which made batch doing the bases super easy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Especially because yep. I'm doing a snow theme. So I just, I took all those bases and I just put them on like, you know, like a, a one by four and yep. um, just like, 
yeah you know and then like you know did the the special effects to him like just all in one like you know sitting so yeah yeah so yeah it was all about assembly um this week i um am getting my hobby space kind of reclaimed and put together i had a lot of different things going on so i'm looking to you know make a dent in my war on the gray that i have promised to do but somehow i keep importing gray and not exporting so you know i'm losing still one of my yeah. one of my new year's resolutions was to was to do better to make progress against the war on gray and i have not i have not yeah so hey we should we should um speaking of painting let's do this just real quick right i'm gonna in our discord i'm gonna share um uh one of our guys who's been with us oh, just yeah. a short time bad song ninja right he's been painting up a frost grave war band uh, there's his druidic warband, right? So look at that. Yeah. Those look awesome, right? They look, they look great. Are those those are 3D printed too? I think, right? I think that these the the trees might be, but these are actual Frostgrave minis. Okay, okay, okay. Cool. Yeah, Frostgrave minis. Yep. Yeah, yep. So obviously he's got you know he's got a mix of the thugs and the the thieves and rangers in there and and stuff. But his wizard and an apprentice up here at the top. So you know, bad son ninja, good job, man. You got your thing ready to go. Now we got to get him on the table and play a game, right? Hundred percent. Um, I I can't wait for us to do a, a Frostgrave podcast. I want to try to find like um one of the main Frostgrave guys and get him on the show because I think that that would be a fun one. I had always seen Frostgrave as like an interesting um game system. Um, I ended up picking up some Frostgrave minis way back when. We're talking about when I was running the Shadow of the Demon Lord RPG. I I picked up Frostgrave oh, wow. minis to use as like cultists and stuff like that. Cause there's a cultist box that they have that it's like super awesome. And um, the minis were kind of hard to find, but when you found them, like it was a really good deal. It was like $15 for a pack of 20 minis or something like that. Like it was a really good deal. And they're, you know, they're great for like little Frostgrave tabletop. Yeah. And, um, and I remember thinking like, this looks like a really cool game to play. It's kind of a skirmish game slash RPG. And, you know, I mean, we just had limited time, so I didn't really explore it until, you know, our friend Lincoln was like, hey, you guys got to try it. So, which we did at uh, at Adepticon, and I, I think it's great. It's amazing. Yeah, it's it's a lot of fun. Good good fun game to play uh, when you want to have a little bit of competitiveness, but at the same time are okay just having fun with friends, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. I, I think the thing I love about it is even if you are new to playing the game, um you can feel like you're accomplishing something in Frostgrave by just grabbing a treasure and yeah. yanking it off the board, you know? Right. And getting XP for failing to cast spells is yeah. great too, right? You feel like you've done something. Yeah, and the mechanics aren't that difficult, right? Like, yeah. it's not like you have to learn a lot of crazy things to, to do it, so. Yeah, yeah, cool. Pretty easy. Good stuff, good stuff. Well, awesome Geek Week, it sounds like. I mean, I'm sad I missed out on some of the games. I called Lincoln on Friday, and he's like, come up and play. But my wife was out of town, and the kids were needy, so I had to yeah. stay home. Yeah, they're, that's, they're like that. <laughs> they're like that, always. Yeah. Freaking, freaking kids. So, But before you went to Lincoln's house, <laughs> Jason, um, earlier this week, you were traveling, and you stumbled yeah. across an interesting discovery. I don't even know what this whole thing is called. You just sort of like, dude, I picked this thing up. I got to tell you about it. So um, I'm kind of new hearing about it too, a little bit. 
Yeah, yeah. Let me um, let me pull this up. So I was traveling in Colorado, and there's a game. You know, usually when I'm traveling to five, uh, I usually travel with coworkers, and so my nights are usually pretty pretty packed with dinners or things like that, you know, or, and stuff. But um, I had this one where everyone was kind of splitting and going to the airport at different times, and I had a few hours to kill, and I didn't want to fight Denver traffic in Colorado, so I looked up a game store which I like to do sometimes. And I found, um, I found this county member, what it was called, but they had a little indie RPG session or section. And so I'm like, all right, sweet. Let's look at these little, like, you know, like print off things. And I found this one. Let me share my screen here. And we're going to play this. We're not going to talk too much about it. Cause we're going to get right into it, but it's called, I bury the gods. Um, Oh, nice. It's like $13. I love this thing, right? Pay four interest-free installments. <laughs> oh, over <laughs> 50. Okay, right. Uh, but anyways, 13 bucks, right? Uh, print and PDF format. Um, it's literally just, you know, a little little pamphlet, right? A little pamphlet. Uh, kind of like thought, um, Mothership almost, right? Smaller than that, dude. Wow, Even okay. smaller, yeah. Um, in fact, you know, the art in this, well, I think there's a... Let me see. Here we go. The art is just a picture of him with his minis on the tabletop. Nice. <laughs> yeah, right? So, you know, it was 13 bucks. So I'm like, hey, all right, sweet. And the thing that brought me, that that kind of sold me on it was it's a super rules light game. I think, in fact, I think it's based off of uh, Michael Chumack. Apologize if I said his name wrong. He made this in 2022. Um the other thing that's cool about it is it's Creative Commons attribution, which means oh, nice. you can do whatever you want with this rule set. You just have to you just have to say, "Hey, it came from this guy, right? It started from this guy." Do whatever you want, right? That's Creative Commons attribution is like one. Besides saying no license at all, it's one of the, like the easiest license to play with. Yeah, uh, in there, but I think it's I think it's based off of. Um, yeah, I don't know how to say it, but let's see if we can find it here for you right here. You maybe you can pronounce that Abenterspiel. 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 I think that's is that German. Which is like a news adventure. Is that is that what it is? Yeah, yeah. Spiel is like news. Okay. So. Yeah, so I think it's based off of that, and he hacked it um, into kind of a fantasy setting, but super rules light. It like so so simple. That we're gonna play it right now. You've never even looked at it. You don't even have the nope. book. I have the book. Yep. Um, and we're gonna just we're gonna play. It's one of those like kind of like mothership. Um, there are tables. So I'll show you an example here. Where okay, you roll cool. the dice, you know, you roll the dice and then you just pick the thing on the table. Um, and that's how you roll your character up too. There's spells and skills. Um, you know, and the thing that I love about it being rules light is like you can get the spell, uh, uh, let's say uh, conjure flames, right? There's yeah. no, there's no description of conjure flames. There's no mechanics <laughs> buying conjure flames. It's nice. just the spell conjure flames. You tell me how it works when you cast. That's it, awesome. You know, so it's really just it's it's here to help uh, help you play a game, play a role playing game. Yeah. Um, and I played and. You can play it with the DM for sure. Someone could be the DM and kind of guide it, but you absolutely don't need it based on how the 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 rules are. It's one of those systems where only the players roll the dice, anyways. Oh, interesting. Okay. 
Yeah. So, so he uh, like the DM's just kind of like looking up tables and yeah. seeing results type of thing. Yeah. So you can do that yourself, right? Yeah. Uh, Hell Knight's like that too. The DM never rolls the dice in Hell Knight. It's always the players. Uh, to its credit, Numenera, I think, is also like that. The system that Numenera is based off of. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the cipher system. Yeah, the cipher system. So those are good systems because they open the door to to not having to have a GM if you work it right. So, anyways, um, so I thought I thought we would just you know open crack this thing open and make up some characters real quick and then just play a, maybe a quick session. Let's do it. Let's do it. All right. So I'm gonna read the intro that sets the stage, which is just a tiny little intro paragraph. Okay. Okay. And probably mispronounce five or seven words. What Jason mispronouncing Me words? Mispronouncing mispronouncing words. <laughs> so here we go. All right. So, <clears throat> do you say duchy or duchy? Duchy. <laughs> duchy is starting off great. Yeah, you come from the Grand Duchy of Zagora. Once one of the Bater- B- <laughs> Batrian. <laughs> well, what do you freaking use? You put these consonants in the wrong places. Batrian's empire's furthest. I'm going to say Batarian even though it's okay. not spelled. Batarian Empire's farthest provinces. Imperial soldiers would use bodies of criminals to trap the gods of your people. Oh. Once a god took root in its host, the criminal was executed, bringing it into the resident spirit. So that's interesting, right? Oh. The, those okay. people's gods are like spirits that would come into their bodies. Yeah. And then once they came in the body, then, then, then they would execute the body to kill the yeah. spirit. So oh. that's interesting. It says you were one such host. Oh, an ancient nature spirit shared your body and lent you the power of its magic. Okay. Days before your execution, the Zagorian governor received a missive from the Empress. Every one of her legions were to return to the imperial capital. The legionnaires left. The governor fled. A fellow Zagoran freed you from captivity. Hmm. The spirit within you compels you to reclaim your homeland and rebuild its sacred places now. It whispers to you of a darkness that has swallowed the empire and will soon turn its eyes to Zagora. Okay. That's the background. So that's it. That's all the background is. Okay. So we were about to be executed. We have the spirit of a God inside of us. We're like yep. the host. Yep. And they were like, okay, well, time to, uh, time to head out for yeah. whatever reason. And, yeah. Uh, you just know that there's a darkness spreading over the land and you got to protect your homeland yeah and, yeah. and, and kind of reclaim and, and refurnish uh, or like refurbish some of the holy places right yep okay got it yep all right so i added a little dice cam here so we can roll the dice this is fun right this is just this is a low budget dice cam i just literally have another webcam pointing at a little box on my table nice <laughs> let's do it so the first thing we do is there's an emerging threat choose or roll to determine the cause of the Batarian Empire's downfall. Oh. So the Empire called back her legionnaires because something went wrong. Okay. All right. So here we go. So I'm gonna roll, I'm gonna roll a dice. Here we go. Yep. Two. Oh, I the, got a I got a tabletop and beyond six. Six? Okay. Yes. As you can see, these are okay. our exclusive Patreon. Well, dude, let's go with yours dice. then, because I think yours is gonna be more fun, anyways. All right. All right so it says Six demon possessed undead have turned Whoa. on their imperial masters. More dead rise to join their ranks each day. Okay, I want I want to point something out. Um, demon possessed undead rise up against their masters. 
who thought that it would be a good idea to keep demon possessed undead slaves around? I know. I mean, so you know, just a little bit, a little bit of thought may have said, you know, this might go badly one day for us. Yeah. So it's that's kind of interesting, right? Because we come from a people whose gods can possess us. Yes. And it sounds like whatever the empire was doing, they were experimenting with that and they were pulling these, they were using undead bodies as hosts to bring demons in. Oh, okay. Right. Rather than using a living host and having a demon possess a living host, the demons are possessing, possessing undead hosts. And now they're shaking off the shackles of slavery and yeah. turning on their former masters. Turning on their former masters. All right, Ooh. so that's the setting right there. Okay. Right? All right, got it. And remember, yeah. we're not in the empire, imperial right. capital. We're right. in like a uh, the Grand Duchy of Zagoria. This is a... Uh... Okay, that's fine. So All we're right. technically part of the empire, we're just not at the heart of it. Yeah, right. Okay, got it. But I would get the impression that we're in like an oppressed part of it because, I mean, they're freaking executing people in this right. duchy right yeah. yeah all right so let's roll up some characters so there are there are uh there are nine steps to rolling up a character so get your paper ready pen get and your paper, paper ready pen and paper ready all right here we go the first one is your drive what motivates your character's actions okay, okay so, so first off my character's name is paco hey, you don't want to roll for the name there's a name oh is there a name section yeah. in there oh never yeah. mind I mean, his nickname will be Paco. Let's find out what his real name is there. All okay, right, okay. what's my drive? What's All right, my your drive? drive. So roll a D6. I rolled a one. Okay, I rolled a four. All right, a one. Your drive mm -hmm. is faith. Oh, okay, I like faith it. Faith is your drive. Yes. All right, my drive, what I get a four, is yeah. uh, power. Oh, yeah. Oh, hardcore, buddy. Yeah, man. All right, next up. I'm just going to be the eternal optimist here. All right. So that's your drive. That's what motivates you. So if yes, you're looking for role play stuff, always go back to that as to what's going to yep. drive your decisions. All right. Domains of magic. What kind of magic is the spirit that's in us uh, Ooh, gives like gives us power to possess? Okay, okay. So this one, you're going to just roll a D6 again. Yep. So I got a four. Okay. You got a four. So a four is nature. Oh, nice. Mine, I got a five, is pyromancy. Okay. All right. So you are a dude, you're you are a fire air like firebender. You're like you're the tribes of fire. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yes. We're gonna see where this goes. All right. So your nature, your nature faith. Yep. I'm yep. pyromancy power. All yep. right. Spells. What magical spells can your character perform? All right, this is how you do spells. Uh you turn to the spells page and choose to roll or determine one spell, one spell associated with each of your characters. Three oh three domains of magic. Oh, oh, we get three domains of magic. Oh, All right, let's okay, do it. Okay, let's do okay, it. Okay, roll, roll two more. Okay, I got a five. Okay, so pyramidsy for you too. Nice and a one and a one astral. Nice. All right, uh, I already have five. So I really roll. like, I really like the sun, this flaming ball in the sky that's part of nature. Yeah. In fact, I'm gonna I'm 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 going to basically be like a, one of those sun priests. I'm a sun priest. Oh, you're gonna love this. All right, so I pyromancy was my first, right? Well, let's say that yeah. let's say that the first one we rolled is our like primary. Okay, cool, cool, cool. All right, cool. And then I got thaumaturgy. Yeah. Okay. Right? All right. And then glamour. Wow. 
This right. girl is on fire. Hey, <laughs> well, well done. All right. Yeah. All right. So now we do spells. Okay. So turn to the spells page. Choose a roll to determine one spell with each of your three domain of magic. All right. Okay. So let's go so to the I'm spells page. Three dice, right? So this is, it's one of these kind of things, right? Like a table. Oh, I like it. Okay. Table right here, right? So do we All have right, to roll so what, table first and then spell? Oh, no. It's a domain is each table? Yep. So grab okay. grab two dice, one okay. that are different colors, and, yep. and have one of them be the... Um, oh, wait. No, we already know our, our things. So roll uh, roll for one... Roll 1d6 uh, for your first one. All right. So for nature, I rolled a two. All right. So nature two, you have the spell Compel Beasts. Nice. I for use my that peer- to great okay, effect in Frostgrave. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Oh my gosh. Very powerful. Um, for my pyramency, I got read ashes. Ooh, Ooh, that's cool. Yeah. It's like, I can read, I can come to, come to the, the aftermath, uh, and determine what happened and what caused it. I like it. Yeah. You're like like a, you're like a fire. Uh, you're like the, the dude in backdraft. That's like Uh, investigating arsons. Yeah. Except you're investigating the ones that you caused. I guess that's a spoiler there, but you know, whatever. That movie's like 30 years old. That's right. All right. Uh, all right. Do your next one. All right. I did a two for pyromancy. Endure heat. Ooh, I like that one. Yep. Makes sense. Uh, I got a six for thaumaturgy, which is, oh, neutralize magic. All right. I like that. Oh, that's pretty good. Spells. Neutralize. All right, go ahead and roll your next one. All right, for Astral, I got a six. Astral. Astral six. Traverse wall. Nice. Yep. I got a two for Glamour. Let's see what this is. Charm person. Makes sense to me. Very nice. Yep. Charm person. Makes sense to me. They're like, uh, uh, I started the fire. (laughs) 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 That's right. (laughs) You want to? You want to? Oh man, good stuff, good stuff. All right, let's see here. Uh, background. All right, so what was your character's role in society before imprisonment? All right. Oh, I like this. All right, roll a d six. A one. You were a consul. Oh wow, I was a big deal. Oh, I got a one too. We were both consuls. Co consuls. Co consuls. We ruled this place probably pretty well until the Empire came. Oh out. yeah, dude, totally. We've been working together for years. Years. Yeah. Years. years. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, what's next? Uh, skills. All right. Turn to the skills page, another table, and choose a role to determine three skills associated with your character's background. All right. So, Consul. since we're both consoles, just go ahead and roll three d six, and if any of them are the same, just re-roll it. Okay. I got a one, a three, and a six. Okay. One, command. Nice. That's a skill for you. A three. Yep. Hunting. Okay. And then a six, Uh vice. Okay. What does that mean in terms of a skill? So I'm like a narco cop? (laughs) (laughs) Like Miami vice? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, okay. All All right. (laughs) <laughs> All right. Uh, what did I get? I got a uh, three hunting, so I got hunting as well. Nice, nice, nice. I got five performance. Performance. You're okay, makes sense with my glamour, my charm person. I am very flashy. I was the the front the front man here. You know, let's let's romance the room. 
Yeah. I'd come into, I would romance the room. That's right. And then you'd come in the back, right? And, uh, and I'd command all... everybody. Speaking of which, guess who also got Vice? I think Dude. Vice means that we're into bad stuff. I was going to say, I think we were probably working some backdoor gig, you and me. Right. Some corruption, maybe, in the uh, in the console there. Exactly. <laughs> like, we allowed gambling to happen yeah. in, the, like, in the basement, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. We'd be like, good sir, thank you for visiting our duchy. Now, if you wouldn't mind, we'll let you into the back room if you pay the, right. you know. Yeah. You'd, you'd go roll some craps, and it wouldn't go very well. And next thing I know, you're reading the ashes about, like, hey, what happened down here? Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> what happened with this place? All right, so we got skills. Interesting, interesting. All right, next up is uh, equipment. All right, let's do equipment. Nice. So equipment. Turn to the equipment page. Choose a role to determine one weapon and two tools. All right, so we're going to yeah. have one weapon. And we're going to have two tools. I did right. my Caleb toss. You know, where you flick oh. it. Flick, yeah. Flick. Yeah. I got a three for my weapon. Your weapon. Okay. Um, mace. Nice. I got a one. A bardiche. Okay. That's like one of those like. um. Yeah. Uh, like, like It's like uh, a pole arm with the yeah. blade on the end. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Is that how you say it? Bardiche? Yeah, it is. Bardiche. Wow. You did it, Jason. I did it. All right. And then two tools. So this All is right. where you're going to roll. By the way, your weapons are considered exotic or expensive. Okay. All right. Uh, you have tools, to choose either one or? Uh, it's just the category. Oh, okay. Okay. It's exotic slash expensive is got the it, category. Got it. Uh, tools are considered rare slash valuable. Mm-hmm. Um, so tools roll 2d6, one of them being a different color. So, you know, uh, and with, denote one of being the leftmost and the other being the rightmost. Okay. So my leftmost one is a one and my okay. rightmost one is a two all right so your first tool is boiled leathers okay okay my first tool is one day two three fine wine of course how else would you charm the individuals you know and romance the room with fine wine of course of course of course it might be bootleg wine considering the way we've been doing that's things right. but that's like, all right your next one um do i roll two d i no same thing so I, just same thing left and right um a two two for your left one and then your right one. Oh no it was one for my left one and then two for my right one yes yeah, so you roll 2d6 give me give me one for the leftmost digit and one for the rightmost. Oh, oh okay all right all right sorry uh two 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 a crowbar nice that's for so those maybe uh, my vice is stealing things yeah man all right, I got a Whoa. 66. Let's see what that is. The whistle. Execute. Awesome. Execute order 66. <laughs> I got a whistle. Um, Fine wine and a whistle. You know, when you drink a lot, you like that slide whistle. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Dinner time. I'm like timing that better it make it in the adventure, by the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm timing. I'm timing it perfectly. You'll say something in the console that's like super, super, like you know, uh, <laughs> important, and I'll be like, Ooh. like you know, <laughs> be like what? What was that? All right, that's tools. What's after to? Oh, equipment. Sorry. Oh, wait. Also, uh, all right. Roll two d six and add the results. 
That's how much silver coin you start the game with. I have seven silver coins. I have eight. Eight silver coin. Okay. All right. The way that things cost money in this game, very simple. Ten coppers is one silver. Ten silvers is one gold. Okay. Uh, If you ever want to buy something in the game, you determine if it's a common or cheap item, a rare or valuable item, or an exotic or expensive item. Then you roll 1d6, and that's how many it will cost. So if I used a common or cheap item, it would be six copper coins. Gotcha. Okay. If I had, if it was a rare or valuable, in this case, it would be six silver, and then exotic or expensive would be six gold. Yeah. So something like, I want to buy a room in the end tonight. It, it, that's probably copper, because it's common. Yeah. So it'd be two copper c- coins in that town. Nice. Or if I wanted to buy, like, you know, a new saber in the weapon shop that's a exotic expensive it's going to be five gold coins you know what's awesome what you could do with this so you just rolled five gold coins right you could say i want to try to haggle to get a better price and let them re-roll it could be better or could be worse Mm -hmm. right so you're just like you get a re-roll if you haggle you know so yeah but you can totally work that mechanic in if you wanted to totally all right so that was equipment all right let's see what's the next thing uh health and spirit all right, you set your initial health and your initial spirit to three. Okay. Okay, so health, three, spirit, three. All right. Got um, it. You're, oh, now we do the name. Yes. All right, so same thing. You have a, a leftmost digit and okay. a rightmost digit. 41. 41. Eric, E-R-E-K. I what did I get? I got it. So I'm going to go introduce myself all the time as, hi, I'm Eric with a K. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> <laughs> I got Anya. I guess I am a girl. Oh, okay. I'll, I'll take being a girl here. All right, let's. And then I'm going to roll another one for maybe a last name. Oh. 55. What a last name. Ulta. Anya Ulta. I'm a 36. 36 is OSHA. OSHA. Yes, you're Eric OSHA. Also known as, what did you say, Pedro? Paco. Paco's Paco. my middle name. Okay. Right. <laughs> Eric with a K, but you can call me Paco. <laughs> That's right. So you're Anya what? Anya Ulta. Anya Ulta and OSHA. Yep. Hey, yeah. Okay. Yep, yep. All right. Um, let's see. That is rolling a character so real Boom. quick why don't you give us a review of your character all right so eric with a k eric osha um he is very motivated by his faith like it is a primary driver in his life uh he loves being a part of nature but the flame of pyromancy just fuels his faith right like it's just like burning inside of him and he's also very interested in the mysticism of the astral plane so you know, those three combined, like he like enjoys time spending time outdoors camping because there's a fire. And then, you know, just kind of studying the the uh, spirit realm as well. Well, um, as he spent time in the in the woods, he learned how to compel beasts. Um, he, he, sometimes he would roll into the fire in the middle of the night. So he would learn his endure heat spell. 
And sometimes the compel B spell didn't work so well, so he needed to use traverse wall to get out of a sticky situation. Hmm. So those three things have um, really propelled him, and so much so that he ended up becoming console, co-console of the duchy here. And he learned to use his commanding presence. Um, he loves to hunt, again, being outdoors, right? But he's got a little bit of a dark side. He has some vices, right? He may allow some things that uh, maybe aren't on the <laughs> up and up. Um, he's famous uh, for going hunting with his favorite mace and boiled leathers that he's wearing. Um, but, you know, people have noticed he likes to pack his crowbar probably for some of that vice. <laughs> uh, you know, he's got some money. He comes from some wealth with uh, the silver coins he has. And he's a very healthy and spirited person with three point hit points or three points there in each that's eric with a k nice eric with a k eric with a k so it's funny anya ulta isn't ulta the name of like a company that sells like makeup makeup products and stuff yes perfect absolutely perfect perfect perfect, perfect. <laughs> all right so anya ulta right so anya ulta she grew up you know in in in, in a pretty probably uppity up family right mm. uh she uh she probably has some pretty good looks and she spent uh, kind of her days uh, growing up, learning how to take advantage of that to move up and uh, move up in life here and there. Right. And she developed the ability to charm people to get what she wanted. She found she had a knack for, for doing that so much that uh, as she got older, she learned to, you know, use her, well, her family's uh, vineyard to, uh, to, you know, to, to gather wine and entertain with her, her beautiful, unique uh, slide whistle blowing, right? You know, that drew everybody in. Everyone, yeah. everyone, yes. every night, every Tuesday night at the Ulta family, right? Uh, Come know. for the wine, stay for the slide whistle. Stay for the slide whistle. <laughs> yep, that's right. And uh, over time, you know, has been able to, uh, we'll say, um, rise up so much that uh she started to get a taste for that power and being able to kind of control yeah the the things around her with her uh with her charm mm -hmm. such that she moved herself into the position of co-consul right there in the duchy um and uh and on the side has been using probably a little bit of kickbacks here and there to form up a uh a makeup business on the side that she's mm. been selling to the uh settlements around for uh for helping people to really catch on to that glamour. She's really been taking advantage of that, that uh, beauty culture. When your co-console a little off the top, isn't that big of a deal, no, right? No, no, of course, of course. <laughs> and, and then of course, uh, over time has, um, uh, I guess developed, uh, the ability to, uh, use a pole arm. <laughs> you know, she needs protection, I imagine. Yeah, I guess. Well, maybe that pole arm was used for other things initially, and eventually. But <laughs> <laughs> like, this in the ground really hard. Really I can, hard. You know, and, like... Yeah. <laughs> All right. Sweet. 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 Okay. So cool. So we got our characters. So real quick, um, how you play the game, right? So let me go over here, real simple, right? So you have dice pools. All right. So. Um, you have that you have health of three, spirit of three. All right. When you play the game, you have a um, you have a what you call as your dice pool, right? Um, yeah. One dice is a stress dice. Okay. okay. When you want to do something, you will roll one dice from your pool if okay. for every one of these things that is true. One, your drive uh, motivates your action. So if I'm mm -hmm. doing something that has to do with me gathering power, I could use a dice, right? Nice. 
Um, if I'm applying one of my skills that oh, we rolled, okay. right? Um, if I'm taking advantage because of equipment I have, uh, someone is giving me assistance, um, or there's just some other significant advantage. So that's five dice that you could potentially throw into your pool, right? Nice. The other thing is if you are doing something that is risky, then you use what is called the stress dice, mm. right? So that's why you have one different colored dice. Um, so you could actually roll six dice if you were doing something that was risky, right? If you get a six on any of those dice, it's considered a strong hit. Strong hit oh. means you achieve the desired outcome. You're good. No problem. Controlled. Yeah. If you get a four or five, you get what's called a weak hit, which means you get the desired outcome, but you have to pay the price because mm -hmm. you didn't quite control the situation. One, two, or three means you miss and you pay the price and you don't get the outcome that you wanted. Mm. Paying the price can be as simple, and you can decide what it is, can be as simple as taking a, if you're fighting, you would take a health, one hit point, you know, for one, one point away from your health. Um. If you were doing something that would cause emotional despair, you could take one away from your spirit um, or like a willpower thing. Maybe if you're used to that kind of a thing. Yeah. Um, you could you could lose a piece of gear mm -hmm. if you were trying to do something and you failed. Maybe the gear breaks yeah. or something, you know, so it doesn't always have to be hit points or spirit. Um, and then there can be price and fiction too. Like something happens in the outcome of a story. Mm, so okay. you can kind of choose, ba you choose based on the result of, of your dice with health and spirit. If there's a, if there's some reason in the scenario that you could avoid taking the harm, you can do something called a test your luck. You roll a dice on a one, two or three, you, um, you still take the damage on a four, five and six, you avoid it. Same so with the this spirit. This feels a little bit like the Euro Zero engine from, um, from yeah, uh, Free League press. Free League, a right? little bit, yeah. Although I, uh, right, because sixes are successes. You're yep. adding dice to your pool based on the things yep. around you. You um, got a stress dice, right? You got a stress dice. Yeah. So the way that the, what makes this a little bit different is the way the stress die work. Let's say I can uh, get three things. There, you know, maybe it's it it's my my motivations. I can use a skill and I got a piece of gear that's helping me. Mm -hmm. Right. If it's a risky situation, I gotta put that stress die in. Mm -hmm. Okay. So then I would I would roll my dice. All right. I didn't get a six, so but I did get two fives, right? Right. Which means I got a weak hit. So yep. I did go, I got what I wanted, but I gotta pay the price and I'll have to figure mm -hmm. out what that means story-wise. Yeah. If your stress dice ever equals or exceeds one of your highest value of your normal dice pool, you lose a dice from your dice pool. Oh, no. That means for the rest of the time I'm playing, I only have four dice in oh. my dice pool. So over time, you can start to lose dice from your dice pool. But even if I meet three or four of the things in that list, I may only have one dice to add to the dice pool. Yeah. So right now, our dice pool is five dice plus one stress dice, and then we get to add from our pool to what we roll, depending on like if you're doing it according to your faith, if you're getting yeah. assistance, like those types of things that would add it. But the fact is, is that our pool is five plus one right now, right? Yeah, it's five plus so, one. Yeah. And so there are a couple conditions. One, you can lose dice when you roll stress. Your stress die can eat your other dice if you want to yep. think of it that way. Um, when your health gets down to zero, then you become wounded. If you're okay. wounded, your maximum dice pool is limited by one oh, as well. Ooh. So now you only have uh, 
you if you're wounded or broken broken means your spirit has come to zero so yep, wounded okay. health broken spirit um if you're wounded or you're broken your dice pool cannot exceed five dice that includes your stress dice so you're going to have okay. to automatically just slide one away right yep if you're both wounded and broken you can't exceed force four dice Oof. okay so you those are reasons you would also lose dice yep um and uh and um your stress dice is always the last dice you get rid of. So it's always going to be that or hurt you along the way. And if you lose all of your dice, you can't do risky things. You just can't do something that's risky. Right. So you don't actually die in the game. Yeah. Unless you want to die. Like the game doesn't really have a mechanism for killing you. It just has a mechanism for making you wounded and broken. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you can recover from being wounded and broken by going to back to your community and spending a week in your community. So at us, our community was console, right? So yeah. we would have to go back to our grand duchy and we would have to kind of just like commune with our, yeah. our normal yeah. like gang for Got like it. a week. Yeah. And, and so that, I mean, that's pretty much it, right? So um, any questions on the mechanics? No, I don't have any questions. I think it makes a lot of sense. And that's it. That's the that is the game. You roll your character up just like we did. We've got magic, we got spells, we got background, we got skills, we got a weapon and some tools. We know how to buy stuff, what the cost is going to be, yeah. and we know how to roll. And the player does all the rolls based on what they want to do, and the player suffers the damage of their own roll. The, there's so you can play this game without a DM and we're going to we're going to do a quick session without a DM. Let's do it. All right, so we know the we know the setting. The Empire yeah. called back all of their legionnaires. Uh, our spirit uh, told us something bad has happened. We as yep. players don't know that it's the demon undead. Outside, oh, okay. outside, uh, we know the setting. That's the problem. So we we'll have to okay. roll that role play that in. Right? Okay. Okay. Um, so now what we can do is, uh, what we can do is we can go to this table called the Action and Matter table. Oh, okay. And this is where we got to get creative, right? So let's create, um, let's do this. Let's create, we know our settlement. We're in the Duchy of Zagora, right? So yep. let's let's create a name for our actual like town that we're in. So okay. you roll one, ro- roll 2d6. So same thing, a left and the right most. I rolled a 62. Okay, 62. 62. So the town we're in, the prefix of the town, 62, is sword. And roll okay. it again and tell me what you get. I got a 23. 23. And the suffix is Brook. So Sword Brook is the name of the town. Room. Okay. So it's been I'm a fine home for us. Yeah, fine home. Fine home. Very fine. Uh, the vineyard's off to the west. All right. Let's see. So I rolled a 45. 45 pine. And rolled again. 55. 55 watch. So pine watch. Okay. Pine Watch is the neighboring town. Wait, sorry. Sword, what was mine again? Mine was Sword Barrel? Sword Brook. Sword Brook. Sword Brook. And Pine Watch is the neighboring town on the way to the Empire. It's the next town okay. on the way to the Empire. All That's right. how we're going to play it, okay? Got it. All right. So now what we're going to do, <clears throat> our spirit has driving us to the Empire to try to solve the problem, right? It says something bad is about to happen. It's going gonna, it's gonna to destroy the duchy unless we take care of it. So we know right. we've got to go. we got to go there and figure out what's going and we got to get on the road to make our way to Pine Watch. Well, we're going to roll this action and matter table to see what we're going to have to deal with on the way okay. there. 
So I'll roll the action. You roll the matter. So roll us 2d6. Okay. Oh, 66 again. 63. 63. All right. So weaken and time. Interesting. So the action is weakened. Something is weakening. The matter, the thing that it's dealing with, is time. Something is weakening time around us. Oh, it's interesting. like we can okay. feel like maybe we're you know as we're heading down the road to Pine Watch, we can feel you know time slipping away from us. Yeah, you know. Yeah, maybe like it feels like it's going slower, then all of a sudden speeds up or something like that, yeah. right? Like it's not uh, the gears are sort of slipping. The gears yeah. of time, maybe. Yeah, right? so we're we're getting maybe probably pretty disoriented. Yeah, having a hard time like knowing where we're going. So let's roll and another what time one. It is. Like we obviously don't know what time it is. I know it's yeah, very curious. So let's roll another one. So this time you roll the action, I'll roll the matter. Okay, I got a twenty-three. Twenty-three. So the action is defend. Okay, so we're probably gonna have to do some fighting here. Defend, and I rolled a sixty-three which is time again, defend time. Interesting. Okay. So what is happening is there is a, a famous inn that is between Swordbrook and, uh, and Pine Watch. Okay. And at this inn, there is a clock with like, that's attached to like uh, church bells. Right. Yes. And everybody uses that as like the time around, the area and people have felt a little off recently mm-hmm. and they've noticed that the hands of the clock are acting very weirdly. Like sometimes they spin super fast and then they like rewind and then go slow and like nobody can tell like what time it is anymore. Um, yeah. It's just very strange. Yeah. So I think, <clears throat> I think you and I are going to get to this in we're, 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 you know, after we have some dialogues with people, we realize how weird this is. Um, yeah. We notice the clock hands as well and how weird yeah. it is. And we're like, in fact, this should have only taken us like a couple hours to get here. And now it's like, it's almost like dark. Right. And we're like, what is, what we is We were planning going to have on? lunch and it's dinner yeah. time. Now it's yeah. dinner time. So, you know, I think, gosh, you know, for some reason we even feel tired. Yeah. You know, like what, what is going on? Yeah. So. It's feeling so, it's it's really draining on me, and it's kind of messing with my sense of nature, yeah. You know, of of like kind of what's happening here, right? Um, but I believe I've I have faith, Jason, that nature will prevail in this situation. <laughs> that, <laughs> that that we will be able to restore nature to its proper balance and yes. time to its proper balance. Yes. Oh, out of character, real quick. One thing I forgot to tell you when you magic is not something that's super common here so when you okay. when you uh cast a spell okay you have to spend a spirit oh interesting okay yeah and you can you can you can rest to recover health and you can rest to recover your spirit yeah. uh so you can't just cast all day right that's yeah okay <clears throat> that's okay. the point there yeah so their spell casting costs a little bit from you all right yeah, so that's good. Yeah, so you you're feeling like nature is gonna gonna pull through here, right? I mean, it always does, right? Nature uh, finds a way. Yeah, right. And that was my that was my Jurassic Park reference, yeah. by the way. There you go. It <laughs> finds a way. It always finds it finds a way. You know, and I'm I'm remembering that you know years ago, my family as they were expanding their vineyard, they actually tried to buy this in from the innkeeper, but he wouldn't mm. budge. He wouldn't budge. So yeah. now I'm 
I'm looking at this and I'm thinking, man, hmm, I wonder if I wonder if we're glad we didn't didn't get this, or is there an opportunity here to maybe move in now that, that things are, are getting weird? So I think we should spend the night and see what's going on. Hundred percent. So yeah. um uh I go in um since since I'm Eric with a K, right? Eric I, with know a K. Co- I know we're co consuls. We're probably pretty well known in the land at this yeah. point. Yeah. Um, but uh listen, I like I like you Anya, but I'm gonna get my own room, okay? <laughs> okay. I'm just gonna throw that out there. That's it's so, how it's how we do it. Yeah, so I go to the innkeeper, um, and listen, we've we've been to this inn before, right? Like oh, yeah. this is pretty commonplace. We know the innkeeper, he looks really old to me. He looks strangely old to mm. me. Mm. Like I think I think that um it's it's a little out of place like this is this is this is kind of freaking me out a little bit but i you know i kind of brushed that thought aside like well maybe he just you know is getting old and yeah. i haven't been here in a while you yeah. know because i'm too busy running my gambling parlor downstairs and you know i mean there's things like that so i'm i'm gonna ask for a room I, this is a common room right sure so um i am going to pay five copper yep for my five room. copper Ooh, you got it yeah I got so, the deluxe version. Yeah. So um, I actually had a, um, um, I had installed some of my Ulta product here in oh, this nice. inn. Yeah. That's good. Um, That's so good. I kind of go up, I go up to the innkeeper and I'm like, hey, um, I assume that, uh, you know, my, um, my uh, uh, product will cover, you know, the, the make, the earnings on my product will cover my room while I'm here. Right. Um and uh, I think he said he probably looks at me and says, "Your product's been long gone. You know, we haven't Ooh, had a weird. we haven't had a shipment from your product forever." And this is really concerning to me. Now I'm starting to get mad and thinking that you know my market trade lines, my trade routes aren't working. But but then I start to know the same thing you do. Like this guy looks really old, and he's yeah. looking at me really funny too. Like like you know we haven't we haven't heard from you guys and your family for ages. Like I used to work with your mom you know, back in the day, I assume your mom, you know, cause you look a lot like her and I'm like, Whoa, what's going on here? You know? So yeah, I let out a low whistle. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, okay. Yeah. So yeah. I, um, <clears throat> I'm going to get a room too. So that's going to, oh, it's only going to cost me two, two. Oh, well, you get that. You get the friends and family discount. I get apparently. the friends and family discount. But let's roll and see. Let's, you know, something sinister's gone. I'll say that we kind of buried, buried, burrowed down for the night. But let's see if we can figure out something that's going on here. So let's roll. There's a monstrosity table. Okay. Oh, cool. Okay. But before we roll that monstrosity table, let's roll again on the uh, on the action and matter table here. Oh, nice. Okay. Yeah. All right. So I got a 32. What'd you get? I got a 26. Okay. So 32 is destroy okay and a 26 is family destroy oh my family. gosh we have to kill the innkeeper's family <laughs> that's not where i went with that but okay <laughs> all right let's roll in the monstrosity so yeah, uh yeah, roll yeah. 2d6 for me okay oh is it the same same deal left yeah and left right? and right left okay. and right i got a 23 23 beetle Oh, that's the okay. shape. The shape of whatever this evil is that's here is manifesting. It's going to manifest itself as a beetle. Now I'm going to roll its trait. Four. Its trait is rotting. 
Oh my gosh, that's fit so well. Yeah, yeah. I love uh, it. And then give me one more d6 for its ability. All right, its ability four. Shape shifting. Oh my gosh, this is amazing. Yeah, this I know, is right? Amazing. All right, so, uh, so we have a riding shape shifting beetle. So our characters don't know this, but no, no. But the mother of the innkeeper was failing health, and a um a, a this evil monstrosity of a beetle snuck into their room and ended up like crawling into her brain and killing her and then shape shifted into her body. Yes. But it's, it's this monstrosity that's affecting time. Cause it's like, you know, like root of decay and slow death yeah. and, and it's messing with it and nobody knows like what's happening. Right. Like, yeah. but this, this, this grant, this mother, this grandma is like up in her attic, like affecting it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. So, <clears throat> I'm going to say partway through the night, mm-hmm. I start to hear something creeping or I'll say almost skittering down the hall, right? Oh, and yeah. this smell, this like decay, nasty like smell of like, you know, meat when it's gone bad is just wafting in under the door into my room. And I'm just like, mm-hmm. oh my gosh, right? And I'm like banging on the wall next to you. I'm like, Dude, like, wait, Eric with a K, Eric with a K, wake up. Do you smell that? And I'm like, like, what did you eat? Oh, Anya, Anya, this is the worst thing I've ever smelled. I haven't smelled this since we accidentally left that deer carcass in our uncle's, like, hunting lodge. Do you remember that? Yeah. In your uncle's hunting lodge. Yes, on, my uh, uncle's hunting. Remember, my uncle's yeah. hunting Yeah, I mean, he was like an uncle to me, but... We left that deer carcass yeah. in there, and then we went in the next summer, and it was bad. Remember oh, the trouble bloated. that we got into? Yeah, uh, and then I'm like, and then the skittering mm-hmm. out there, right? So now I'm like, what is going on, right? So I get up, and I get to the door, and the skittering, like, it goes by the door, and then it goes yeah. away from the door. So, so I, I'm going to crack open that door, okay. and I'm going to look. And to me, it looks like I see an old lady holding, like, you know, an oil lamp. Yeah, that turns the corner down the oh. hall, and then the hall, you know, the light from the the oil lamp follows the shadows down the so corner. As soon, as soon as she open turns the corner, I kind of put my head out, and I'm like, "That reeks! Like, what is happening?" Yeah, yeah. So <clears throat> obviously, I'm thinking that I probably got some product I can sell for this poor lady. I right? mean, she's the, probably got really bad gas. Yeah, I mean, like, uh, <laughs> there's stuff for this, right? So I reach in my, you know, my purse and my bag, and I get my uh, my fine wine. I'm going down the hall trying to get her attention with my slide whistle, right? So I'm like, woo, woo, <laughs> woo, you know, come back, yeah. old lady, woo. Yeah. I mean, I've got my crowbar with me. I'm kind of tapping the wall like, dee, 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 like hey, cuckoo, dee, 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 you know? <laughs> if this was a real lady, she'd be like, like running right? down the hall away from us, right? <laughs> but uh, all right, so I dude, and I think what's going to happen is we're going to turn the corner. We're mm-hmm. going to turn the corner, and we're going to see this. What looked like an old lady is actually like a rotting corpse. Oh yeah, rotting corpse, and no one else can see it but us. So I'm going to paint a picture for you here. This is just like Men in Black with the bug in the exterminator skin suit. Oh uh, yeah. You know what I mean? So the yeah. bug is inside of it like sugar water. I need some sugar water. Sugar water. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I didn't put water on her. Totally. Totally. And by like the end of the movie, he's just like bloating, you know? Yeah. And... Yeah. Like it's like oh. rigor mortis. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. So that's the kind of grandma that we see here, right? Yeah. Oh my gosh, man. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm like, at this point, I'm like, freak out. I'm like, oh my gosh. Right. And, and I mean, I even recognize her, recognize her as the innkeeper's, uh, what do we say? His wife, mother, his mother, his mother. Okay. So yeah, his mother. And I'm like, oh my gosh, like what the crap is going to happen. Right. (laughs) I look at you and I go, your product did this. (laughs) (laughs) I said, not the mine. No, no. Right. Oh my gosh. Right. Yeah. So I'm like, I'm thinking that something really bad is going on here. This is feeling really, really weird. So I'm, I mean, I'm running back to my room and I'm going to, I'm running back to my room. I'm going to shut that door and lock it. I mean, I just saw you run back and I look at the old lady again and I just do one of those like pause and then like turn and run too. Right. Like, yeah. Okay, I guess I'm out of here too. <laughs> yeah, and you can hear the skittering starts to speed up and is chasing after you. Oh my gosh. Okay. Yeah, I totally freak out. Um, and I, <laughs> I uh, run into my in a high pass voice. Yeah. Anya! <laughs> <laughs> I run into my room and I jam the crowbar under the door so it can't be opened oh, from the outside. Nice. Yeah. Nice. 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 Okay. All right. Um, okay, so how are we going to get out of the situation? We're both barred in our rooms. There's mm-hmm. this skittering nastiness out out in front of us in the hallway. Mm-hmm. Right, right. How are well, we going to get out of the situation? Okay, well, I mean, time is weird right now, okay? That's so true. we, like, went to bed, and then we kind of did this thing, and now we look out the window, and it's dawn. Like, it's oh, only been, yeah. like, two hours. Yeah, Maybe. totally, totally weird. Okay, so there's a window. Yeah. So I'm gonna take. Here's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna take the um, the uh, uh, the sheet off my bed, mm-hmm. right? I'm gonna try to tie it to the thing. I'm gonna try to make a uh, you know, uh, climb out the window with it. So okay. Let's see. Let's see here what what that would be. So um, I'm gonna say this is not part of my drive. So because this is obviously not power. This is me trying to get out of dodge, right? Yeah. Um, skills, hunting, and performance. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna use. I'm gonna. I'm gonna say that I can throw a skill in there with my hunting and performance. I've had to tie ropes and climb trees and that kind of stuff before okay. to get to you know the hunter's box. Um, let's see. Um, I'm gonna say. Can I add another dice in here? I don't think I can add another dice. So I'm gonna roll my stress dice here to try to get out of this situation. Oh no. Uh uh-uh. uh. Didn't oh, no. work. Oh no. Okay. So I'm gonna say that that rope. I try to get. I try to tie that thing around the bedpost. Right. Uh-huh. And the, the minute I lean back, that thing snaps and I fall, you know, two stories down. And I'm going to take a health uh, mm. health for that. Pay the price uh, well, on that. I watch you do this because I hear, you know, I hear you making a ruckus, right? So I hear you do this and I see you fall and I'm like, well, I'm not doing that. That's a really <laughs> okay. bad idea. And I look out and I see that there's like a little like, um, you know, um, piss boy. You know, he's basically has collected everybody's urine in the Oh, yeah, the he's pots. got the, uh, yeah, the pots. Yeah, the piss Bed pots, pans. right? So he's out kind of doing it. And I see him, and I, I say, boy, you there, fetch me a ladder. I am, I require to descend this window. And so I am going to uh, roll for that and use my command ability. 
Okay. Um, to do it right, so mm -hmm. I roll a oh nice. I roll a uh, what is it? A lesser success? Uh, what is it called? A weak hit. I, I do a weak hit. I got a five, but a one on the stress dice. So he's like, what, what did you get on the stress dice? A one. Okay. What did you get on your normal dice? Five. Five. Okay. So the stress doesn't do anything because yeah, it has right. to equal or but yeah. All right. Yep. So I get a weak hit. So the boy. Um, I'm going to say that he is like, okay. Right. Um, and he, he goes to get the ladder and he grabs it and he pulls it over and he puts it up there. Um, the price though, that I have to pay right of this is that he kind of spilled some of the contents of the pot that he had and like on his hands and he just like grabbed the ladder. So it's like, as I'm climbing down, like. It's really gross. It's oily. Right? Like, yeah, it's it's a little slick, and uh, and uh, it still beats the smell that's coming from the the hallway, though. Yeah, yeah. You know, so, okay, so I, um, I think, you know, I think you get down the ladder fine. I get up. I'm like, oh, you know, the wind comes back to me, um, and uh, and I look over at this boy, and I notice this boy. Um, appears to be uh, 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 decaying as well. Oh, and he's got little like, and I'm looking because he's holding the ladder for it. I'm looking at the back of his head, uh -huh. and I see these like almost little like larva, larva antennae thing kind of sticking out of the base of his skull. Oh my! And gosh. I'm like, I'm like uh, Eric with a K, Eric with a K, Eric with a K, Eric with yes, a K. I Yes, Anya. Yeah. And I get my, I get my. And uh, I'm saying that as I'm coming down, right? Yeah, yes, you're Anya. Like, yes, yes, Anya. Yes, Anya. I like get my bar dish. And you're like going down. He's at the bottom of the ladder, like uh -huh. looking up at you as you're going down to yeah. the ladder to him, right? And I get my bar dish and I'm like, I'm like, something's wrong with that kid, right? Something's wrong with that kid. Yeah. And I'm going to, uh, at this point, Wait, I'm starting. Would you start say that? I think so. Yeah, I would okay, say it out so, loud. So as you say that, I stop and I look down, and I also see the decaying look in his face. Yeah, and I'm like, <gasps> like I start I, to freak out. Yeah, I see your face, and so I just take my bar. I'm gonna like swing at this. I'm I'm swinging at this guy, right, or this thing, because now I'm like, we saw just a rotted lady. We heard skittering mm -hmm. sounds. This boy looks rotted as well. There's something coming out of the back of his head. I'm like, this place ain't right, right? And it's dawn, or yeah, it's, yeah, whatever. Yeah. All yeah. right, so um. Obviously, there's going to be a stress die. Maybe he gonna... spilled the contents on purpose. Maybe, mm -hmm. maybe. Mm -hmm. Um. Uh. Let's see. Um. Man, am I going to be able to roll anything else here? Hunting. Hunting. I'm good with that thing. Yep. Mm -hmm. Uh. My. Uh. I'm actually using my weapon. Right okay. there. Oh yeah. Yeah, that's probably it. So we're going to roll those three things right there. All right. Oh. oh! So this no. is so this is good, right? So I'm yeah. gonna lose this dice because that yeah. stress die hit it. So I lost the dice from a dice pool. But I take that thing and I just bring it right down on that kid and I cleave through that skull, right? And right when I cleave through that skull, you know, and I'm just like screaming because this thing is crazy. Yeah. Um, the skull like it's like butter, right? Because this gross. thing yeah, is, okay. is like this thing soft. has been decaying. Yeah, mm -hmm. super soft, good like or pumpkin, maybe. Mm -hmm. And it goes through. And this beat like a this like you know beetle slices in half and falls out, and I can see the two halves of this like nasty like gooey thing, and it's like wriggling its little legs and stuff. 
yeah. and then and then slowly stops and dies. And I'm just staring at this thing like, oh my gosh. The what, other thing that we what see is, going on? is that his body all of a sudden decays super fast. Oh yeah, like like yes, like, he's like a skeleton. Like okay, you know, like all right. So I'm gonna say it decays into dust. Yeah, and I'm gonna read the ashes of his remains. Mm, okay. Totally gonna read. All right, so here we let me figure out how to do the the spell casting here, so we can do it right. Wait, so did something bad happen other than you lose your dice? I no, because I got a six. Got it. Okay. Okay. Yeah, because I got a six. So that okay. was like that was like a a strong hit. All right, here we go. Uh, spell use. All right. Casting a spell succeeds without having to resolve it is a risky action, but it will take a toll on your character and its effects will be unpredictable. You must pay the price in the following manner. If your character is not broken, which I'm not, reduce spirit by one. So that's just the cost. All right, so okay. my spirit goes down to two. Um, if your character is broken, reduce health by one. Well, I'm not broken, so I just lose the spirit. Um. Test your luck to determine the spell's effect. All right, here we go. We're hoping for a four or higher, four plus. Nope. If you score one, two, or three, it has the desired effect, but your character loses control of it, and I have to pay the price. Oh. So okay. I'm essentially having to pay the price twice now. I had to pay the spirit. All right, so I reach down. Mm -hmm. I, this guy drops, and I'm just like, I look at his ashes, and I'm like, oh, my gosh, i got to figure out what's going on. I can do this. I've done this before, right? This looks yeah. like ash. Yeah. It looks like ash. Right. So I'm going to try this. Well, but it's, it's not dust. Ash. <laughs> it's yes. not ash. So I'm like moving my fingers around. I'm like, you know, and I'm and I'm starting to, to kind of sense what's going on. I'm like, oh, my gosh, this like I'm seeing the vision of this like horde of or of, of beetles that were out in the forest and uh, uh, towards the empire. And something happened and like a rift in the earth. And these these evil spirits come up and possess these beetles, and they mm. grew to like head size, yeah. right? And and they started making their way just out, out about, and they ran across this whole inn here, and just like overcame all of the people in the inn, like all of the people that are yeah. in this inn area. Um, but while I'm doing this. I realize I start to realize too late that this is not ash. Like it's it's you know corrupted demon dust now. Yeah. Um, and I'm gonna say that I actually uh, am gonna lose another spirit because I start to get this like overwhelming sense of dread as the demon tries to move through the ash into me to possess me. Mm. And I'm able to break away at the last minute, but it was draining it was draining on me so i'm i'm barely holding it together mentally now but i relay this to you that the, yeah. dude we can't trust anyone in this town at this point i pull out my mace and i said it's squishing time it's it's squishing time <laughs> that's right you know what i'm thinking though now i'm thinking well, I'm pretty sure that we're going to be able to take over this inn for the Ulta family at this point, right? <laughs> this is a, you know, if we clear this place out, we got a good deal coming, like, right? Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we can have deal. poker tables in the back and, yeah. you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Good stuff, good stuff. All right, man. So what do you think happens now? What are we going to do now? It's well, daytime, so people are probably starting to come out of the inn. Yeah, well, I look up, and by the time that you got done reading the ashes, it's like noon. The clock says noon. And so we're just like, dude, what is happening here? Right? Like, this is crazy. And as I look up to the tower, I get this, I get this idea. I said, okay, 
that clock seems to be controlling time, or maybe it's controlled by it. But I wonder that if whatever's happening to this little inn is maybe up in that tower. Mm. That like maybe maybe it's up there. It's just a hunch. Maybe we need to scout out some things. Like maybe we can track where this boy came from, or something. Um, you know. But I I feel like something is corrupting this area. I mean, like based on what you told me, right? Like yeah. these things are corrupting it. And so there's got to be like maybe a central hive mind or like a mm, repository yeah. somewhere, like you know that. Yeah, that's, that's going want, on. So do you want to go up in the tower? I want to go up in the tower. All right. Well, I'm going to, all right. So I'm going to say between the, the tower is a, a, maybe a building attached um, or, you know, around the corner from the end that you'd have to go past yeah. the end to do it. But people are starting to pour out of the end now. Right. And in fact, we see the innkeeper comes out and the innkeeper and his mom come out. Right. And they look like they mean business now. Like the innkeeper is holding a hatchet maybe. Oh no. Yeah. And the, the yeah. mom's got like a torch or something. Right. And like, they, they don't look friendly anymore. I, I'm also noticing that there is a weird steady stream of people walking between the tower and the inn. Like why are so many people walking between that clock tower and the inn? You know, and they're, yeah. they're kind of coming out of it into the inn. Into okay. the end. So from the yeah. clock tower into the end. From the clock tower into the end. There's like a, a steady stream of people. And you're like, why were so many people up in that clock tower? And, but we see the innkeeper and his mom come out. Like they're clearly yeah. not happy about something. Okay. I got a good idea. Okay. I'm going to cause a distraction for you so you can get into the tower. Like I'm going to, I'm going to go up there and I'm going to do like, I'm going to do like Pied Piper with my whistle. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah, and I've only got one spirit left, but I'm going to try to do a charm person with my whistle and Ooh, try like to it. pull everyone, try to pull mm -hmm. everyone away, right? Okay. Right? Um, I'm going to go hide. I'm going to use my hunting skill Yeah. to kind of go hide near, like, in a bush Yeah. Th that I could easily then sneak into the door. Yeah. Actually, I'm going to, before I try charm person, I'm just going to try to see if I can kite them away with my yeah. performance and my whistle. I like that. Um, and obviously I'm going to throw my drive into this now because I'm like, man, this town is mine. Like this, mm -hmm. I'm going to get this, this thing. So whistle performance drive. And I'm still going to throw a stress die in there. Cause this is, this, this is, is getting risky. bad. This is yeah, super this is risky. Super risky. All right, here we go. So, uh, Oh, Oh my gosh. Not again. I get what I want. I lose a dice, <laughs> but I get what I want. So I'm actually only down to, I have three dice in, in my dice pool now. Oh yeah. Um, but yeah, so I walk up there and I'm like, right. And I'm like, right? and they're just like, they just like turn like almost like zombies. Right. And they're just like, uh, yeah. and then I realize, wait a minute, these aren't zombies. They're moving a lot faster. And so I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> you just see me just like take off and then they take off and they're chasing me now and okay. i'm just running through this area so yeah what is the quick. what is the innkeeper and the mom doing <laughs> i think they're they're chasing me too dude but they're, they're angry the chasing they're angry chasing yeah is that what you said the other ones are like curious chasing yeah curious versus they're like okay. you know cleaver up and you mm -hmm. know okay i don't know how long well, i'm gonna have to be able to hold this off 
Well, I um, see that basically you pull sort of what appears to me to be the last person out of the tower. And so I make my way in. Unfortunately, the last person closed the door. Oh. And it is it is jammed. It's jammed shut right now. Crowbar so, time. Yeah, I'm pulling out my crowbar and I am going to um I am gonna force this thing open. Now, um this goes back to my breaking and entry and entering days, right? With my vice. So I'm adding a dice for that. Adding a dice for my crowbar um, and throwing in a stress dice because um, this is risky, right? You're kiting people and I don't know what's on the other side of this. But I, I am feeling confident that we can get to the bottom of this, right? So I'm throwing one in for my face. So I got three dice plus a stress dice right now. All right, let's do it. Um, I get, okay, so my stress was a one. I get a four. And a three and a two. So the three and a two don't count. The one doesn't count. But I get a minor uh, minor success. So I crack. Yeah, a weak hit. Thanks. So I crack open the door. But what I don't count on is that there is one more person inside. Mm. Okay. So they're there like waiting. Like they're like, ah, right. And they weren't there just like by happen chance. Like they were there guarding the inside of this tower. So they're so, there. All right. What are you going to do, man? I think, I think it like, you know, they, they kind of like, yeah, I think it's time to hit them because with my mates, because yeah. all right. they're, they're coming at me. Right. So yeah. empowered by my faith using my mace, um, I am going to, and I'm going to, I'm going to add one for hunting. Right. Cause yep. I understand killing blows. Yep. So I am going to swing my mace at this thing and put it down like a wild boar. And I get a weak hit. So <laughs> that do. Yeah. So he probably, I mean, I would say on an attack action, a weak hit means you're going to take health damage. Oh, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I hit it, but I, like, as, I, as I'm swinging, right, like, it's able to kind of, like, gash my arm with mm. its, like... You know, it, it, I kind of overswing with the with the mace, yeah. and as it comes down, it gash on my arm. I do hit it pretty good, though. Um, yeah. I don't know. Is it dead with a weak hit? Like, how does this work? Uh, weak hit, you still get the desired effect. Okay. You just have to pay the price. So you pay. I'm gonna say you smashed that thing, right? You yeah. You with your mace, you maybe you broke through its entire, you know, uh, a neck, or you broke its neck yeah. so that it's not able to work anymore. Uh, you take health damage. How about this? But you didn't actually crush its head. So what starts crawling out of the back of it? Oh, yeah. So the beetle, the beetle crawls out and kind of um, like kind of jumps at me and scratch, scratches me up a little bit. Right. Yeah. And kind of starts going for my face like, oh, yeah. Yeah, you yeah. know, <laughs> and I mean, I'm able to get it off, taking damage to my face, get it off. And I, I boot stomp it. Right. Yeah. Like with the heel. Yeah. You know, but like, gosh, yeah. dang these things. I'm picturing the know? scarabs from the mummy. The ones oh, that totally. would like crawl under yeah. your skin, you know, and like all oh, over yeah. your brain. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So, all yeah, right. So. All right. So, I mean, at this point, I'm like, I'm like, I'm not even blowing the whistle anymore. I'm just like, <laughs> and then I'm just running, right? Uh, I, so I look out and I see you and I call you. I say, come on, come on, come on. All right. right? So then I, I, the I turn a corner. I do like a Yui right around a fountain, maybe. 
yep. and I'm just booking it for that door. Right. So let's see if I can make it. So stressful situation, hunting, I've had to outrun prey before, mm-hmm. uh, even performance. I'm going to throw mm-hmm. performance in there not yep. power. These are, I'm, I'm freaking out. And I'm, I'm, Hey, Hey, I'm assisting you. I'm assisting you here. Oh, you're assisting by holding, me. By, hold, by holding the, the door. door. Right. All right. So I got a four, the stress uh-huh. did not beat it. So it doesn't go away. But uh, that four is a weak hit. So, yeah, I'm going to say that, um, you know, uh, I'm running. I'm running, right? But the last second I trip, right? And I'm just, like, floundering, and I flounder through that door. Um, I trip, and I lose my whistle. Oh, I leave man. my whistle on the outside. That yeah. sucks. That and you, sucks. Slam, you slam that door, and my whistle's broke. And I'm like, my whistle! It's like Indy in his hat, right? Like, yeah. always go over his hat. It's like, no! But you shut yeah. the door, and you're like, it's over, man. It's done. Like it's I'm done. Sorry, we'll get you a new one. And on, and then they just start slamming against the door, right? Yeah. And we're yeah. like ho- holding the door, maybe, and like we see some wood, and we can pry the door. But while we're like prying the door, I hear someone on the other side going, "Ooh, ooh, ooh. <laughs> oh, no. I'm like, no, it's been corrupted. It's corrupted my whistle." Yeah. 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 Oh. All right. All right, so there's a staircase behind us. We gotta go up. I we look up there, up. and there's I mean, there's nothing between us and the top of this top of the stair, you know, the staircase. Yeah. Um, but it seems pretty um there's a couple of things that are interesting. One, it, it seems pretty kind of like dark and gloomy, right? Um, just like there's this like aura, this presence there that just like just doesn't feel natural, right? Mm-hmm. Um and it's probably being, dark it, again. It's true. Yeah, it's probably dark again. Yeah. The other thing too is I've noticed that the wood is rotting. Like oh, how much timbers. time has passed? Good question. I mean, time feels really weird inside of this tower. Like yeah. really weird. Yeah. You know. So the mm. wood appears to like have some rot on it. Like I I don't know that it's enough that it's like breaking, but it's not like fresh timber. You know what I mean? Right. Right. Hmm. Hmm, so okay. I tell you, I say, look, we're, we're going to have to be careful as we go up this careful onion. going up the stairs. Yep. Yeah. Um, we're just going to hmm. have to we're going to have to be careful. Keep our eyes open. We don't know what is up in that attic space, like all the way up at the top of the tower. Yeah. So I think. All right. So we start slowly creeping our way up carefully, you know, stepping over boards that look bad. And we're kind of we'll say we're winding up this tower. And as we start to get higher up into the tower, we start to notice like in the wood there's carved like it looks like scratches at first but then we look and it looks like kind of carved ruins mm. that are actually like kind of glowing a dark shade of like ember right like almost like they're uh, uh like coals interesting right? coals right and we start to get a smell of sulfur as we're um, going up what would what so i look at that and i say hmm i wonder i pull out a little pocket knife and I scratch through the runes, like breaking them. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. what happens? What do you I think? Don't happens? Know. I don't know. Let me. Um, so my the the idea. I want the smell of sulfur to go away. Okay. Okay. Um, I think I'm gonna have to roll for this. I think. Yeah. This let's is see what thing, happens. Right. Let's see what happens. So, um, my faith is driving me here. Right. Yep. Like yep, I, I make sense. Like, like I don't want these. Like this looks like demon script. Yep, right. Yep. Like no way. Um. And uh, yeah, I I I don't know. Like I'm using a pocket knife, not my mace. So, or no, you know what? I'm gonna use my crowbar to like as a tool to like yeah, yeah, scrape. Yeah. There you go. Okay. There you go. 
All right, so I got two dice in my pool. This is a risky action, in my opinion, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. right? Like, you don't just carve through people's runes, okay? No. no. <laughs> All right, here we go. Oh, no. Uh-oh. All right, the stress happened, and I failed miserably. Oh, so the stress helps you lose a dice. Yep. And you have gone. to pay the price. So, okay, so how, what's going to happen? So I scrape through that, and... um. And oh, I know what happens. Okay, here we go. I scrape through that, and we're kind of near the top, right? Yeah. And I scrape through that. We hear this shrieking that's coming from inside that room, and the door blows open, and just this like infernal heat blasts us, but it's like a magical heat. And so it breaks my spirit a little bit. I end up losing the spirit. Like, okay. you know, I, I feel just like, oh my gosh, what happened? You know what I mean? All right. So, yeah. Okay, so let's here we go. Let's this is gonna be it. So the door breaks open, this infernal heat yeah. blows through, breaks your spirit a little bit. Let's yep. see what the shape of this force is that's oh, up yeah. here at the top of this thing. So roll two d6 for us. Left okay. and right. Uh 21. 21. Okay. So the shape is a giant bat. Okay, maybe it's like a bipedal human bat. Ooh, cool. Okay. All right, let's do the trait. So the trait will be six. Warped. Oh, yeah. All okay. Right. Which so makes like, sense with time, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Warped with time and 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 uh yep. Okay. So it's like maybe we can't even like see it. Like it looks kind of like a bat, like it's got like wings, mm -hmm. you know, but it's like you can't even look at it because it's like, you know, like my hands in the camera right now, right? Yeah. 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 All right. Go ahead and roll us one more. Okay. This is its ability. Two. Two. <laughs> Echolocation is Perfect. its ability. Perfect. Mm -hmm. Perfect. Yeah. So this thing, like, it's like shaking. We can't even look at it. We notice it doesn't even have eyes, but it's just like calling out. You can feel this, like, kind of subconscious shrill mm -hmm. hitting us periodically, like bouncing off of us. Yeah. Right. And it just, it steps out of the doorway and is walk is moving down the stairs towards us right now. So I, I think I'm starting to piece this together, right? I thought that you said pee. I think yeah. I'm starting to pee. <laughs> so so this demonic presence came in the form of beetles, right? Yeah. But as the beetles kind of were looking for a better host, like the demon wasn't happy uh -huh. being in beetles, it ended up finding a bat in the top of this of this clock tower right and it 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 like transferred its main presence into this bat which warped it it like made it grow it made it like kind of freak out and so now we're dealing with a giant bat that is possessed by this demon yeah all right so i think this you know this this bat this thing is totally throwing me off so i'm i'm grabbing my uh bardish and i'm just mm -hmm. like i'm going for it right because i saw you try to cut this wound and then all of a sudden like the despair and then this door blows open and i'm just off of instinct here all right mm -hmm. so i'm gonna throw obviously there's a stress dice in there i'm using my weapon um hunting um let's see my whistle's gone couldn't use that anyways uh you gonna help me fight this thing yeah totally i'm gonna start flanking it but right, you're you gonna know, start flanking how... it so that's yeah. how we do it all right so let's see here we go all right. Oh, five oh and five. God. There we go. 
We're getting that pulled down. Um, okay, so I did get a five though. So we hit. All right. <clears throat> so I'm going to say that um, that with that pole arm, right? What, so I slash through and I slash its wing right mm-hmm. down through its wing, and I cut one of its wings off. Nice. Um, the thing screams, but it screams and turns at me. And as it turns it with its arm, it just like bats me, right? Yeah. Um, pun intended, I guess. Bats me, right? And and so much that I like lose my balance and I, f- I fall over the edge and I just grab onto the banister. Oh my like, gosh. The railing. So I'm like over the stairs now holding onto the railing. So I'm going to take another health point here. Oh gosh. Um, okay. So I'm down to one health and one spirit. And I'm just like holding onto the railing like this. Maybe I've got my pole arm. My pole arm was like, like, you know, on the railing, like holding me, yeah. just barely holding me there. So that's me. So I see it about to take another step towards you to finish you off, right? And um, I decide to try to use my magic on it. Um, I'm going to use my Compel Beasts Ooh. spell yeah. and, and infuse it with my command that I have, right? I'm going to com- co- like command this beast to like retreat from you. Okay, because I, I don't want it coming after you. Like you're you're in a precarious position right now, right? So mm-hmm. I'm using my faith. Um, do I? So how does the spell work again? So all right, yes, yeah, so let's do that real quick. So um, all right. So you have to you have to spend a spirit period. Got it. Okay. And then you test your luck. So roll a d6. You're looking for a four plus. Nope. All right. So now you you get the effect you want, but you have to pay a price. Okay, all right. Um, so I compel this beast, right, to to basically like turn back and leave you alone. Um, the problem was is it stiffens up and it turns around and looks right at me, right? <laughs> yeah, and, it, and and it's got like no eyes, right? Like because this is like an echolocation thing, but I feel this like pulse beam straight into my brain that is just like attacking it. Um, my spirit is broken at this point. Are you all the way down to zero? I'm all the way down to zero. All right, so you're gonna lose a dice from your dice pool then. Yep. Yeah, but my spirit, my spirit is broken. Okay. All right. Yeah. Okay. So, um, yeah, the only effect is you lose the dice from the dice pool, and now when you want to use a spell, you're gonna have to pay the price with health. Okay. Yep. Okay. Yep. Yeah, but I'm I'm kind of broken right now. Yeah, I would say. I would yeah. say. Yeah. And you're just standing there, right? All right, so I've got to climb up behind this thing. This thing's saying turns, yeah. and it's just like echo beaming into you, right? Yep. Whatever it's yep. high peach shrill. And I see you just like standing yeah. there, like uh-huh. maybe blood's like coming out of your uh-huh. nose, you know, yep. or something. Right. And so I'm like, like, a, so I'm like a not angry eleven is what's happening to me. There like, you go. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right. I'm not angry. It's just blood's coming out no matter what. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. So I pull my so so I'm like, I gotta get up there. I got just so I think I can do this. So I reach behind my pack and I put it, I pop the cork and I guzzle some of my family's wine throw right. it right it gives me the strength and I pull yeah. myself up on that thing and I get my pull arm and I just go to ram right through it. it's the back right uh shirt wherever I can so I'm gonna put hunting in there because I've hunted beasts before right mm-hmm. I got my pole arm right there mm-hmm. I'm gonna say because I drink my my family's wine and they're right like it. and then obviously yep. it's a stressful situation so here we go and I do have three dice because you start with six you start. Yep. You do start with six in your dice pool, and okay, I've lost cool, cool, three. Cool. So, okay, this is going to be bad. All right. <clears throat> so I run through it, right, and I run, and that pole 
goes oh, right no. through it, shrinks right through it. And it hits me. It's a bullhorn, and it goes oh, no. through it, and it pokes you as well. Oh, and I'm like, yes! And I'm like, but I'm so excited. I'm like pushing and pushing the pole. I'm like, yeah! And then it feels a little bit more resistance. I'm like, wait, <laughs> what's that? No! Because I realized what I did. And so I try to pull it back, which, you know, is not a good thing to do. But, you no. know, so I try, try, try to pull it back. But this thing is like screaming. It's wailing. Mm-hmm. Right. And I think it's 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 going to die right there on it. And so now it's like its weight just falls on the pole. And I'm like falling down, trying to hold yeah. it right on the stairs while it's, you know, I've, I've sliced your belly in front. So you probably lose yeah. a health. Oh, I totally already left the health. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But as soon as that happens, right? As soon as this thing dies, we kind of there's like this sort of like we we feel like disoriented, right? We're we're yeah, kind of yeah. like shifting. We're sort of like, whoa, what's happening? And we see this sort of like mist, infernal, kind of this infernal mist smoke that's kind of like surrounding the bat the creature, right? And we see this like rend in the earth open up in the bottom of the bottom of the tower. And this um, smoke is just sucked down into the dip, the depths mm. of hell. Right. Mm. And, and the, the ground closes up and all of a sudden, like we're not disoriented anymore. Um, you know, like the, we look at the clock and it seems to be around the same time as what it should be. The runes right? of like, ashed and dusted and blown off of the walls yep exactly and so we um but we look out the window right kind of like there's a little window that's there we look out the window and there's just rotting corpses in just laying all just laying everywhere in the courtyard right and beetles like exiting like exiting and like going off into the forest Right. Like yeah. they're not possessed anymore. They're probably like, what the crap are we doing inside of this? Like, yeah. Head, you know? Yeah. 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 And then, so, uh, yeah. And so I it's think really gross. it's really gross. And I think we probably sit up, sit up there for a minute and kind of catch ourselves as we're watching, kind of thinking through this. And then down, down deep below in the mount of rotted flesh, I see a glimmer. It's my slide whistle. Hey. Hey. Yeah. And scene. Scene. Yeah. All right. What'd you think? Dude, that was a lot of fun. That was total fun, right? Yeah. So I bury the gods, right? Uh 13 bucks on Exalted Funeral. Um, easy to play. There's a couple, there is a couple mechanics on um on healing and one on leveling up. Uh, but uh really when you level up, you just um you take for every dice that you lost mm-hmm. from your dice pool. You roll and on a, I think on a, um, on a four plus maybe. Actually, let me look it up real quick. Do, 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 do. Yeah. Okay. On a uh, four plus for every dice that you bring back into your pool, you get an experience point. So I did, I got one experience point. Um, so you roll the get, dice that you lost? You roll the dice that you lost. Yep. Yeah. I didn't get anything. Yeah. So um uh you can never have more than okay, so then you can spend experience points. So it costs six experience to choose a new skill mm. and it can be associated with any background. You can spend nine experience to choose a new spell, and you can choose spend six experience to choose a new spell from one of the three domains of magic associated with your spirit. So oh, that's six, cool. Yeah, so six to get one from your, your domain or nine from any domain, 
and or six to get a skill from anywhere. And that's how you level up. You can never have more than 12 spells. You can never, never have more than six skills. Do you ever get to level up your health or spirit? Mm-mm. It's a, that's, that's one of the core game mechanics is three. I and mean, three. you're not dead when it happens, right? You just no. end up losing dice, which could give you well, more experience. <laughs> I would say if both of us had gone to zero health and zero spirit there mm-hmm. in the tower with the bat, we'd probably both be dead. Yeah. I, I, that's probably fair. Just story-wise. But if one person survives, you could probably, you know, it just depends on how you want to play, but just give them their family wine. And it, it's like a healing yeah, factor. There you go. The special family wine. <laughs> so dude, lots of fun, man. That was cool. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of easy improv there. Right. So. Total. I think that's the key is that, you know, if you, if you're good at, you know, if you played lots of role playing games, you're good at improv. Like I think you and I are pretty good at improv and having mm-hmm. a good time. Uh, you can play it totally DMless. If you have a group that's not super creative, maybe but still likes to play, you could have someone that was a DM that could roll this and drive, just drive the story. Right at that yeah. point, they're just driving the story. Yeah, uh, yeah. Like we were able to kind of riff off of each other. Like, okay, well, cool. There's this time thing going on, right? There's an inn yeah. and. And the Beatles and, you know, that kind of thing. So, um, yeah, I mean, like, we were able to riff a little bit. So if you've got a group that that enjoys doing that, I think that this is a super fun DMless game. But, look, it doesn't take much to DM it. In fact, I would say <laughs> it takes very little. Like, you don't even need to prep anything. Just, like, roll the no. thing and then just kind of come up with a story. Yeah, I mean, right? that's it. At, at the end of the day, we, you're trying to head towards the Empire City and um, figure out what bad stuff happens along the way and how you're going to deal with it, right? I mean, the, the great thing about a system like this is that, like, it's kind of like it kind of it's kind of like Warhammer 40k in the sense of like, if you've got a story or something that is contradictory to what you have played before, roll with it. You know what I yeah. mean? Like, make like, it work. Yeah, there's like a demon that's altering like perception right now, so it's it's totally weird. You know what I mean? And yeah. and just like roll with it and make it work and. Um, just it can it can totally be fun. It doesn't need to be a ten adventure campaign that you're trying to like <laughs> run. You know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah, good stuff. I I love the simplicity of it, and I love that, like you said, the story is just driven by cues. It's like, well, gosh, well, what's the problem with this town? All right, let's figure out what's the problem with this town is with two dice yeah. rolls. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And then you just play with it. And what does the monster look like at the top of the tower? We had no idea what that monster looked like until we got to the top of the tower. The door opened. <laughs> That's true. And then we rolled the dice and the dice told us what the monster looked like. Yep. You know, we yep. had fun with it. So uh, good stuff. And I do like that the dice, the concept of a, a, a miss, a weak hit and a strong hit means that you're not just going to tell the story the way you want to tell it. Right. It's going to, it's going to steer you a little, the dice are still going to steer you a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, as long as you play the dice honestly, right? Which is what what makes it fun. But uh, good stuff. So hopefully you guys got a flavor, right, of what uh, what you can do outside of D and D. Where can you uh, Where can you find this again? Exalted Funeral. Uh, share my screen one more time here. Uh, entire screen share. So if you go to Exalted Funeral, um, which is a um, exaltedfuneral.com. Yeah, exaltedfuneral.com, which does a lot of like indie uh indie game stuff. Um yeah. you can find it uh find it in here. I don't actually know how to find it from their from their main page, but it, maybe if you go to catalog. I don't know where actually huh. 
That's funny. Buried, it's buried in here somewhere. But yeah. uh, anyway, so Google it, it right? Yeah, Exalted or funeral, bury the gods. Yeah, I think I think if we just do that, I bury the gods. There it is. Boom. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, there. I buried the gods. Cool. Yeah. So good stuff, man. Absolutely, a lot of fun. Uh, go go ahead and check it out. Hey, and if you get it, tell them that Tabletop and Beyond turned you on to this. Because, That's right. I mean, we really did, right? So we'll probably we'll probably at uh, you know the creator and just let them know that we did a little review. But you guys should totally check it out, pick it up yourself, and run it. And uh, look, if you're one of our Patreon members, we do run. Uh, well, we we plan to run some. RPGs monthly, like virtually, um, depending on where you're at and where you live. And this could be one of them if you're interested. Like, we totally yeah. have a lot of fun with this. So yeah. just let us know. We'd love to run it. So thank you all for listening. We appreciate it. And, uh, yeah, have a have a great night. Thanks, guys.